Hello everyone and welcome to part one of uh, our two-part Frontiers special. Um, just to give you a little bit of a background, this originally started off as um, a one-part 45-minute uh, special. That's what we intended uh, when we sat down to do this interview uh, with Lars Simkins, who's the, uh, who's the um, designer behind um, this amazing-looking game. Um, and you know, that was the intent. And then essentially we, we, we just ended up talking for, uh, just under two hours. So I thought as opposed to chopping it all down, cause there was some, there was some good stuff throughout. Um, I'd, I'd make it a two parter. Um, so this is part one. Um, and I'll, uh, as quickly as physically possible, upload the follow up, um, which I will aptly name part two. And it's worth mentioning that Frontiers uh, Kickstarter went live today. Um, so go on Kickstarter, type in Frontiers or look it up on Facebook um, and uh, get back in the game because it's a great project. And uh, hopefully this will give you some background to it and, uh, you know, give you an introduction to, to the person behind the game. So thanks very much for listening and I hope you enjoy. Hi everybody, uh, welcome to uh, Doomray, it's June the 16th, um, we've got a really exciting show today um, in, in our kind of series of talking to people from America, which seems to be happening a lot recently, because um, British people have nothing to say, so I have to, I have to go further abroad. Um, but yeah, um, we're talking to um, Lars, uh, who's, who's a, an independent games maker, he's making a, a game at the minute called Frontiers, uh, which I don't know if you've seen, but it's a very exciting project, kind of in the vein of um elder scrolls you might get really offended when i say that <laughs> but um yeah so why don't you introduce yourself lars uh well uh, i'm lars i'm from america um specifically seattle washington uh really renton but nobody knows what that is so i just lie and say seattle <laughs> that's and, like, uh, i i get i get that with american people because i say i'm from birmingham they just go is that near london and i just go yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit that that's literally the first question that popped into my head. <laughs> idea. Um, yeah, like most Americans, I never studied a map as a kid, so. That's that, uh, fine. Yeah. Uh, so the Elder Scrolls, yeah, that's not far off. Um, it, I, I get nervous about comparing it to the Elder Scrolls because even though the, the game is sort of based on the exploration that you find uh, in that series, uh, there's there's very little else of that series in it, and so after saying, "Oh yeah, it's it's like Elder Scrolls," I, I've got to hedge like crazy and say, "But not really." Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like oh, it's like one little tiny piece of the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, um, and I, I think you know from from what I've been from what I've been seeing of it, um, it's it's kind of the piece of Elder Scrolls that I love, which is that kind of world exploration and the the. Uh, it's 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 funny because when I play games, I always um, I always find myself kind of falling in love with worlds more than stories and gameplay mechanics and you know all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and it seems that you kind of you're you're designing a game for that kind of person almost. Well, yeah. In fact, I'm shocked that I had to do it because uh, I talked to so many people about this, um, and I, I kind of assumed I was part of a minority. Uh, who, who felt this way because I just hadn't seen any games that really catered to, to that, uh, that experience. But everyone I talked to says, hey, this is a great idea. I, I love it. And it's just sort of shocking that no one else has uh, made a strictly exploration-focused game yet. Well, it's, it's funny, though, because um, you know, uh, two weeks ago I was talking to um, a guy from uh, Texas um, from a company called Fangrabs. 
and he did a comic book rental service um and it was based entirely on the fact that he wanted to rent comic books and nobody he 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 couldn't rent them from anybody so it was just like I'll set up a comic book rental company <laughs> um, and uh, you know I, th I think you know that's where a lot of good ideas come from and a lot of great ideas come from is you know when people kind of say you know this is the kind of game I want to play and it doesn't exist and you know it's people like like you that just go let's make it that, that kind of push the industry forward I think because um, you know you, you haven't kind of played it safe and gone I'll make a I'll make a you know a, a infinite runner or you know a, an, right. I, an ios you know puzzle game you've just gone nope let's just make a world let's <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think part of the thing that helped with that thought process is that i'm not i'm not an exemplary programmer mm. um, and so to get through something like this it has to be a simple game and yeah. so there was always the temptation to to sort of veer into a you know quote uh complete game as as we sort of conceptualize it these days, um, where where exploration um, you know started to fade into the background again, but I'm just not really capable of making systems that complex and staying on top of it by myself. So uh, yeah, lack of talent sort of kept me in line. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, let's let's not call it lack of talent. Let's call it playing to your strengths. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Right, fair enough. <laughs> um, but no, so you know, I, I think that kind of that that leads me on to you know, um, one of one of my questions was obviously your 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 background is in uh, visual effects, and uh, yeah. you have some quite impressive um, you know some quite impressive credits, uh, the Hunger Games and uh, Breaking Bad, which is an amazing show. Um, yeah. But you know, so so do you see kind of similarities between those those two you know was it quite was it quite a, a an easy not an easy process but was it something that came quite naturally to you or is it is it as daunting as i imagine it would be well uh, i i've been sort of i've had one foot in each world kind of my whole life um right. it really was sort of a crapshoot uh, as to which one i'd end up in mm. uh, in college i was in like a games design group and you know programming games um, and I was sort of pursuing movies on the side, and it's just sort of blind luck that my first breaks ended up happening in the movies. Yeah. So um, in my mind, I don't know how other visual effects people would feel, but in my mind, um, there's a tremendous amount of overlap between the two disciplines. Mm. Uh, I use a lot of the same tools. Um, you know, like I'll, I'll be working on, on a Breaking Bad shot in a couple of different programs, and then do a 180 and load up my game assets in the same programs and using the same techniques. And so it, it really, it, it's not too difficult, um, for me with, with, with the way I've sort of grown up with both side by side. Mm. And yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's something that's quite interesting because, um, cause for me, um, you know, as, as, you know, even before I kind of started doing these things in, in kind of college and, uh, university and, and then in, in my job, it was it was something that I guess from a kind of consumer standpoint they're they're two um they're two industries that that a lot of people kind of see side by side and I think especially now you know the the, the further into um you know the, the the kind of better and better graphics technology gets and so on the 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 closer those parallels become. Um, well, uh, not only that, but I mean it's been fascinating watching the games industry sort of turn into the films industry on an accelerated timeline, you know, yeah, yeah. like when I grew up, the film industry was sort of a, 
a mature like calcified uh system mm. and it, it was only in retrospect i could look back at, at how it went through these progressions from you know studio driven to artist driven to indie driven and so on mm. and then in real time i got to see the games industry go through each of those things in lockstep only really really quickly yeah, uh, yeah. so but yeah. it's, it, it's you know again you know that that's something that, that i found really amazing in, in to, to kind of witness is um you know, I was, um, I was thinking, you know, I worked the Halo 3 launch and that mm. was kind of at the height of um, of kind of publisher power and yeah. these, you know, massive studios kind of pumping out these hundred and, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of games. And, you know, the, there was queues around the block and people giving out Domino's pizzas and there was champagne. Every, you know, it was, it was it was like something out of The Great Gatsby. It was just insane. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, you know, it, and... And the great Gatsby with uh, some Master Chief cosplay. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't that have improved the film greatly? Um, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, every if there's anybody listening, any film can be improved with Master Chief. Anything, um, but yeah, um, you know, I, I think you know one of the big things was is that it was kind of to me it felt it had lost a lot of its soul because you know I'd been playing. I remember playing like cannon fodder, and you know all these kind of weird and wonderful games when I was younger. Yeah. And it, it kind of lost a bit of its soul and i think you know that there's that one of the reasons why the indie movement has been so kind of prevalent in the last few years is a lot of gamers are kind of my age and older see it as a kind of bastion of hope for that kind of game that they want to play um yeah you know i think you know what it's something that i saw you know the second i saw frontiers on the you know i, I saw it uh, through indie games mag um in an interview that you did on that um, and you know, I, I just remember reading it and just being like, "This guy's basically doing what I'd like to do, but can't." <laughs> and 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 what uh, people at you know larger game companies undoubtedly would like to do, but can't because yeah. you know they 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 can't they can't get, guarantee a profit with it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if if the games industry continues on the trajectory, the sort of soulless trajectory. Um, you know, on, on the higher end of things. And uh, the indie side of things keeps sort of blorping the way it's been doing. Um, inevitably, the uh, the indie side of things will end up being sort of consumed again by mm -hmm. the soulless side of things. It, like, again, if we're using the, the movies uh, industry as a model, um, I'm hoping that systems like Kickstarter sort of circumvent that whole issue. Mm -hmm. Like that might be the one unique element that gets injected into the whole process that turns everything on its head and, you know, keeps the soul alive, so to speak. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, the the thing that I like about about uh, Kickstarter and, you know, Indiegogo and stuff like that is, um, you know, I, I have kind of massive respect. And it's funny because I think everybody within the creative industries, there's kind of a mutual respect. Um, you know, I, I, I respect everybody from kind of film graders to lighting technicians you know absolutely everybody i'm kind of you know people who are just at the pinnacle of what they do and you know what i love about about the idea of kickstarter is that it allows you to kind of just go straight to that person and say i believe in what you're doing you know i i, I want to back it i and it's not a thing of and the thing is is that that that's so beautiful as well is you know and i, I mentioned uh, before to you that um i'm in the in kind of the process of setting up my own Kickstarter, and mm. what I like is that idea that you're you're kind of you have this conversation with your with your 
audience, like this direct kind of dialogue. And they become kind of so passionate that they, they end up kind of fighting for you. <laughs> it's like really funny because you you'll see like somebody will put something bad about your project on a website and just like 20 people will just be like well go to hell i don't like you it's oh man like... that, that it's it's wonderful and terrifying that specific thing um <laughs> i i've had to go around and and sort of it's hard to find the right tone to tell people please stop defending me <laughs> you know? Please, please, you know, we don't need a flame war. It's okay that they don't like it as much as Skyrim or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. You can just let it go. <laughs> you know, please don't make me any enemies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just... I mean, but the flip side is that the, the passion, it almost feels undeserved. Like I almost, mm. uh, I, I, it's humbling that, mm. that other people care. Um, uh, on, on some level, it feels almost like they care more than I do. It's dangerous to say that. But, you know, <laughs> Like, I, I don't go out and defend myself. Um, I'll explain myself, but I, I don't get um, uh, upset by by criticism. But they do on my behalf, and that sort of blows my mind. Mm. I, yeah. I often think, you know, it's that I've always wanted to ask George Lucas um, mm. whether at any point he just kind of sits at the front of a convention and just goes, but it was just a film? <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, this is this is insane. Like... It was just, I was just making stuff up. Like, why is everybody so into this? And it's like, I think it's quite funny because, um, you know, when you, uh, like the, the project that I'm doing is a comic book and I, I handed it to, to my friend to read. And it was kind of like, yeah, just, have, you know, have a read. And then mm. like next thing he was like, so when's it out? When's it out? When do I get to read it? Like, when's the next issue? <laughs> I, was, I was like being bugged by him. I, was like, you know, I just wanted to know what you think. And it's really, like you say, it's really strange kind of, um, the ferocity that that kind of people just develop that you just yeah. have, you have no idea that you're putting that in. <laughs> and, and I've been on the flip side of it too. Um, uh, there was a Kickstarter I backed. Um, I I don't know if you know who uh, Phil Tippett is. He's the he's a visual effects guy. Um, he he's he's a legend to me. He he worked right. on Star Wars and and Starship Troopers and Jurassic Park and right. um, he re he represents like uh, the ideal visual effects man. Right. And he he wanted to do a short film. Um, it's called Mad God, and right. uh, he he he's been working on this thing since the '70s, but he has to keep shelving it, right? Yeah. And I said, "Awesome, Phil Tippett. You know, I'm not paying, you know, Best Buy to support Phil Tippett's work. I'm I'm giving, I'm putting cash in his hand." Mm. Um, and uh, I, again, I swear, I'm more passionate about seeing his project finished than I was about some of the short films I made myself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, Mad God! When's it coming out? When's it coming out? <laughs> but I think you know that that's it's it's funny because you know, like you say. But then the weird thing is, is that then you can get this kind of Phil Fish situation, where you get this kind of this um, you know insanely passionate kind of following, and then and then your your release date starts to slip, <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's people like sending you death threats because they're not playing Fez yet, and it's like. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's just like man I, I should just give them it and just let them you know do what they want with it and it's it's funny because you know I, I think that like you say there's that kind of flip side to it as well um so yeah unless you want death threats release it soon um <laughs> well I, I i watched that that uh movie indie game yeah um, i love that film <laughs> i haven't shown it to my wife yet uh because <laughs> it's too close to the truth <laughs> I, think, I think she thinks that i might be segueing into like less work maybe because uh, as, as a visual effects artist i'm around the clock mm. um 
but you know, at some point I'll sit her down and say, okay, this is what's really going to happen dear. <laughs> um, and, uh, and man, it, it was like a dark week and a half after I saw that movie thinking, can I really put myself on the hook like this? Like, because people will be mad at me. I, I haven't released a game before. Um, I, I've never missed a visual effects deadline, but games are not visual effects. Mm. There's a good chance I'm going to slip. Am I ready to handle the, the, uh, just the unbridled hatred, um, <laughs> that seems to come out of this passion? Uh, I guess the answer is yes. Cause I'm here. I don't really remember answering that question, but I guess I, I said yes. It's like, you know, I think the thing is, is that, you know, I think if you, but, when you have kind of a wife or a girlfriend and you're in the creative industries, they have to be understanding people. Like they have to be like, the, oh, yeah. you know, the amount of times my wife goes to bed by herself. Cause I'm, you know, upstairs, you know, trying to write, rewrite one dialogue, you know, piece of dialogue. And it's just, you know, I think, I think, you know, it is, it is like a kind of weird thing. And I remember watching Indie Game, the movie and much like you, I was like, I can't show Sarah this. She'll freak out. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's that yeah. one, there's the, there's the one bit where he's just, he's just staring at the monitor and he's about two inches away and he just says, <laughs> I can't see anything else. And I'm like, man, this guy understands me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I think it's, it's, it's one of those things though, isn't it? When you, I kind of get to a point with a creative project and I'm sure by the sounds of it, you do as well, where you just can't see anything else. Just the rest of the world is just kind of blinkered. Yes. Um, and, and uh, that's actually where, um, uh, Hannah, uh, my wife comes in a lot to sort of pull me back. Um, mm. and, uh, she, there aren't very many people, um, who can tell me straight to my face, like this sucks or <laughs> you are screwing up. Um, she can do it. And, uh, um, she, she has really strong, like an intuitive sense of what's good and bad artistically, even mm. though she's not an artist. Yeah, yeah. And when I get completely lost and I'm, I'm stuck and I, I've, I've lost all objectivity, um, you know, she'll sort of, uh, reach reach into the depths and pull me back and say, okay, look, you need to fix this and this and this, and then you need to move forward. Mm. Um, and uh, and she's always willing to let me go to that place too, mm. uh, which is fantastic. If she wasn't, I, I mean, we, we wouldn't be together. Uh, mm. But uh, if there's one thing that I think she can look forward to, uh, if I do make the transition to, to games, it's that the late nights that I spend sort of pounding my head against the table will be on my own behalf and not on behalf of of another entity or another person or another project, which is the case now in VFX. Uh, yeah. I'm often deeply frustrated um, by uh, some request made that I know in my bones is uh, a waste of my time. Mm. Um, and uh, she she can feel that too. If, if I'm working on my own projects, then at least there won't be that added element of frustration because I know it's hard for her to watch. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, that that's, that's the thing, isn't it, is... I think it's why so many uh, creative people are, are turning to, to kind of indie development, especially in, in the games industry, is it's that thing of, well, if this is, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced if this is the best idea ever in computer game history, but if it is, at least I get the rewards for it. And if it's yeah. terrible, at least, you know, I, I, I think it's almost that, and it's that thing of you're putting a little piece of yourself out there and I think, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a terrifying thing to do. It, you know, to me, it's, it's, you know, like with this comic book, it's, 
it's like I'm releasing an album. It's kind of like I'm putting all of my emotions and feelings and, and kind of everything that I've lived through and everything into one place. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, by the looks of your game, that's that's a similar thing that you're doing. You're kind of pouring yourself into a game. And it's it, it does make you quite vulnerable. It's quite a scary thing to do. But at least if people respond to it well, then all of, you know, all of that is yours. Well, and, and also uh, there, there's there's sort of a, a dignity too in failing on your own terms as well. Uh, yeah. when, when I turn in a, a shot, um, this happened on the, on the show Terra Nova a lot, hmm. uh, which, which I worked on for several excruciating, uh, wow. I think it was even a full year. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, the, the work I did on that show, I worked very hard, but it, it just didn't gel, um, hmm. for, for various reasons. There's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of craziness, and when I put that much of myself into something, and it ends up sort of curdling, um, not strictly because of my own mistakes, that that just kills me. If mm -hmm. I put Frontiers out there and it falls flat on its face and everybody hates it, um, I can handle that mm -hmm. because I, I it's completely my responsibility. Yeah, um, and I I, I can't uh, that rage you know that I feel <laughs> when someone else forces me down a path is mm -hmm. isn't there. I'll just sort of uh, it's it's more of a zen place i guess you could mm. say yeah and i think that's the thing isn't it is i've always said i have i have absolutely no problem failing because god knows i'm really good at it um <laughs> but <laughs> but um you know i i really really mind knowing i haven't tried mm. um you know and, and i can't live with myself for not trying and i think you know that's and the thing is is that i think because because you have that attitude and because you know you, you have that kind of thing of I'm okay with it failing. That that probably is in in a wider way, you know, a lot better thing. And and I think people, it's one thing as well that that's so nice about about these kind of indie projects and Kickstarter and so on, is you can. You you get to know the person who's making it, and if there are some kind of small faults in there, you you kind of forgive it more because you can see where it's coming from. It's not just this kind of massive, monolithic entity that's just kind of pumping out Battlefield. <laughs> right. I'm I'm kind of counting on that personal touch smoothing over some of the rough edges. Um like that's not that's not even a joke. Like, yeah, I, yeah, no no, I, 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 I <laughs> just like I'm a nice guy, don't hate me. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, and and I think, you know, like I say, I mean, obviously the the stuff that you've put out there is limited, but but it, you know, it really does look beautiful and it's um it it, it looks like, you know, it's something that um I responded to instantly when I saw it and I think you know by the sounds of kind of what I'm hearing people talking about um you know around the internet that they're kind of feeling the same way and you know it's it's funny because when I did see it I kind of went you know wow it looks like it looks like a really cool version of Skyrim you know what what were there kind of big influences there you know the kind of names that you can kind of pick out and say you know these were my influences or is it kind of a yeah uh, there, there was one in particular. Um, it's not my favorite game of all time or anything like that, but it, it is definitely the one um, that it, it was like the fertile ground from which this thing uh, grew. Uh, Daggerfall, right? Yeah, all the way back to Daggerfall. Mm. Uh, that was the game. That's the game that I'm trying to emulate. The the feeling that they captured. Um, I I almost uh, not to diminish their accomplishment because it was incredible but i think it was accidental i don't think they meant to do it yeah, um, yeah but they captured a feeling of a world that just existed 
um, and uh, which you could take part in, but which was largely indifferent to your presence. Mm. Um, and I think that was the key to uh, this, the immersion that I felt when I played it. Yeah. Um, and that was what made up for all the, the horrendous bugs. Um, <laughs> you know, and, I think, uh, you know, you, yeah. you saying that, it's, it's one thing that I kind of find um, is that the worlds that I love in games aren't necessarily the most polished. Um, and often it's just that kind of believability that I have this thing where I go, when I, when I turn my computer off and I walk away from it, I'm just convinced that world's still there. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, a kind of toy story thing. It's like, you know, yeah. when, I, when I close the door, that's when all my Lego comes to life in my mind anyway. Um, <laughs> it's the difference between, um, in Skyrim, uh, and even in Oblivion, which are fantastic games. I'm not ragging them at all. It's mm -hmm. a totally different experience. Um, when you play the game, you feel like you're at, um, I don't know, like a dinner theater or something, or or the, you're 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 at a, you're at a uh, a play and there's audience participation. Yeah. And they yeah. up on the stage and they're all surrounding you and it's all about you. Mm. And that's cool and it's very cinematic um, and it, it's its own thing, you know. But in Daggerfall, it's exactly like you say. You feel like you're you're turning on a terminal that lets you, you know, peer into this alternate universe, and mm -hmm. it, it's just doing its thing. And uh, you have permission to walk around through this little avatar. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, uh, by no means is that world created for you. It does not revolve around you. Mm. Um, and uh, when a game manages to pull that off, it doesn't matter if it if it's a couple years behind the curve no. uh, graphically, no. uh, because it, it it puts you in a different headspace where you start thinking in terms of the world, you start saying to yourself, okay, I have to exist on this world's terms or it's going to kill me or I'm going to get lost or whatever, right? What are the rules of the system? How do I conform to, to the world instead of, okay, how do I get the game to continue to conform to me? Where's the next quest marker? Where's the next, you know, uh, character that has to speak to me? Yeah, uh, It's a different mindset. And I, I think you know that that's that's one thing that that I always kind of feel with with the Skyrim with, sorry with the uh, Elder Scrolls games you know like you say they they have this kind of <clears throat> you know the fact that kind of when you go into a pub and you start and you oh, or as they say in America bar um, right I'll have nobody I'll have nobody tell me I don't know my language <laughs> but uh, you know you know when you go, when you walk into you know um, a, a pub or a bar you know everybody turns to look at you and it's like. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Like what? You know, like um, I mean, you know, well, obviously it's, it's because you're Jesus in those games. You, <laughs> yeah. you are the dragon Jesus or whatever. You know, yeah. you are the most important person in that world. Yeah, and it's and I think you know that's that's fine, and I, I love the idea of kind of the Joseph Campbell, you know, hero's journey, and you know, you kind of go into the belly of the beast, and you know, there's totally. this. You know, I, I love that. You know, it's why it's why I watch Jason and the Argonauts. It's why I watch Star Wars. You know, I I, I love it. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a boy at heart, which means I love watching all that. But but for kind of games that truly immerse me, like one of the ones that I always think of is uh, I don't know if you played it, but but Ultima Seven, um, where, where you know it was kind of a thing of just this this entire world existed, and you know um, and it was kind of if you didn't do anything it was fine with that if you just wanted to cook bread mm -hmm. that's cool and you know that, that those are the kind of games that immerse me and the kind of games where <clears throat> you know you you spend hours upon hours upon hours like planting herb gardens 
You know, like, like there's, right. there's, a, there's a game called Terranigma on the uh, on the on the SNES um, that that was very similar. You know, there's just these kind of games that are just these worlds are so huge, and, and in fact, no, they're not even that huge when I kind of think about it. But it's just this kind of richness that that, like you say, they're indifferent. It doesn't matter if you're there or not, and if you if you want to be Jesus, then you can be. But if right. you if you just want to, um, you know, just dr- sit in a pub and drink and cook cook bread <laughs> it's fine yeah. with that as well the um, game isn't going to beep at you every 30 seconds reminding you to you know <laughs> head over to the next checkpoint please <laughs> there's not patrick stewart walking in just going find my son um, right. <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I always love that 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 introduction to oblivion i always just think the the thing that i love about it is they didn't say get me patrick stewart somebody said get me captain Picard. That's, yes. what I, that's what I love about it. It's just like, they were just yeah. like that guy from Star Trek. He has the right voice. Get me him. Um, Get me him, and let's let's um, make him as ugly as humanly possible. <laughs> him and everyone else in that game. Yeah, it's that one was... of the things I actually like that endears me to that game. I love how ugly people are. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's again, but it's unintentional, and it makes it it makes it all the more believable, and you get taken in by it so much more. Yeah, because it's kind of like it's it was one of my big problems with Skyrim was everybody was just these like massive buff barbarian guys. And it's like, yeah. you know, does nobody in this world get fat? Does nobody, like, <laughs> does, does nobody just go, there's a lot of cheese and meat around and I'm not really the adventuring type, so I'm just going to sit here and get obese. Um, but yeah, you know, and I think it's good, it's good to, it's good to kind of hear a, a developer, you know, and um, kind of seeing that. Um, and like you say, a lot of people do feel that and a lot of people do see it, but, but you're actually yeah. doing something about it, which is nice. <laughs> and, and it's hard to talk about uh, it. Every time I bring up Skyrim or, or um, Oblivion and, and sort of rag on these on these differences, it's hard not to sound negative. Um, the truth is that I, again, I love both kinds of gameplay equally. Mm. They just get me into completely different headspaces. It, the 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 exploration uh, aspects of Daggerfall they were truly immersive. Mm. Um, the the world of Skyrim it's not really immersive but it's fun it's like it's more like a ride yeah um, yeah, yeah but so. you but you but you like you say you get that feeling like when you walk into a town everybody mm-hmm. turns and looks at you right and it's and it's right. just that thing of I I prefer it that they just <laughs> I quite like it if if you just walked into a pub and just went I am Dragonborn and everybody just kind of went well done mate what are you doing like yeah <laughs> like why why are you Super. shouting yeah yeah I'm, try, I'm trying to finish right. my drink. Um, but yeah, you know, and I think that's, and it's the, it's the thing about, you know, I'm kind of an avid fantasy book reader as well. And, you know, it's, it's one thing about, um, you know, George Martin, uh, George R.R. Martin's books is they, they have that kind of, the world is so rich that when I close my book, I'm convinced that it's just, it's somewhere else. You know, I'm just convinced of it because, because of the richness that's there. Um, I, I rip off a lot of that richness, uh, in, in frontiers. Yeah, you're be... allowed. That's fine. <laughs> I've, got, I've got all those books sitting next to me. I'm like, ah, oh, I need an idea, and I just I'll just flip through because um, the 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 richness in those books is is unparalleled, ex- except you know by Lord of the Rings, obviously. But yeah. no one can go that deep. Uh, well, I think that, both... that, that's the thing is, you know, I'm I'm a, a massive Tolkien fan, um, and uh, he he grew up like two miles away from where I'm sitting, so uh, it's uh, right. you know it's it's kind of a for, for kind of people from Birmingham it's it's quite a big thing you know the, the, the kind of idea of Tolkien and like you say like 
there is just there is no world building that can rival Tolkien. I mean, you know, you, the fact that you can kind of go through the creation he has a creation story that works and you know all kind of works fine and then i was i always wanted to meet him because he's just the kind of person that you could just kind of say who's this guy's cousin's wife and he'd just be like oh it's this guy and this was his backstory and this is what he did for a living and uh he was just unbelievable but but martin is the closest thing i've seen to that um but he's a lot more violent which is always good yeah, um, <laughs> a, lot, a lot more violent and a lot more sexy too. That, that yeah. was the, well, know. he's not sexy, but what he writes he's, is sexy. Well, you know, depends <laughs> on your type. <laughs> I have always had a thing for Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan of the cat myself. <laughs> yeah, it's you. Yeah, you need a quirk. You need to have a quirk. That's yeah. that's what you need. If you're gonna if you're gonna just start doing Kickstarter videos and stuff, just wear like a, I don't know, just. Just a straw hat or something. Just have something. <laughs> <laughs> you need. You I, need I was to... thinking a monocle, but uh, straw ah, hat is definitely straw have a hat monocle. and a mullet. That's, that's... <laughs> or a mullet and a monocle. That's something that I've never seen before. Now we're talking. That's a look. <laughs> I need to be taking notes here. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> you know what? If if you do that, I I will I will I will be so personally indebted to you for the rest of my life. Um. But yeah, um, no. So, um, I have a few kind of geeky questions that that I'll get out of the way. Um, oh so boy, one thing here. is, <laughs> here you go. You're gonna destroy my geek cred. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, I won't at all. <laughs> but um, you know, obviously, you've decided to develop in Unity. Yeah. Um, and you know, was was you, you know you're saying that you're kind of not the the uh, the most confident programmer. Was that kind of the the decision that led you to use Unity over kind of the the uh, Unreal Development Kit or you know th- those kind of things? Well, it actually kind of happened in reverse. I, uh, I hadn't, I hadn't done any programming for a long time um, because uh, every time I tried, every time I got into programming, um, I, uh, I mean, it's difficult. If if you're stuck doing low-level graphics calls and stuff, and all you really want to do is put some stuff on the screen, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, development becomes tedious. And so, um, you know, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, uh, I stopped. Uh, trying to create sort of standalone games, and I've never been a fan of modding. Right. Um, yeah. Like personally, like uh, obviously the mods that I play are amazing, but uh, mm. I always feel uh, the the existing design always really chafes. Mm. Um, but I started hearing about Unity, uh, and I sort of witnessed how robust it was, um, mm. and I thought this is interesting. I wonder if this is the tool I've, you know, kind of been sitting around waiting for. Mm. And it turned out to be the tool that I was waiting for. It makes just enough uh, low-level sort of foundational decisions mm. um, to, uh, to enable you to, to, to work as a, as a springboard mm. for some high-level decisions. But it stops just short of forcing you down a particular path. Um, like, I don't know how much they're getting paid, uh, like the people who developed that tool, but they need to be getting paid more because I've never seen a more intelligently designed tool. Mm. Uh, it just, it, I mean, it, every tool has its quirks, but I've never been less frustrated with the tool. Um, mm. So yes, U- Unity is really what, what made this project possible. Mm. Uh, it's what uh, enabled me to stop wondering about how I was going to you know, be doing transforms and um, uh, s- stop worrying about... Uh, a lot of the low-level graphics calls, and mm. uh, 
it, it helped me get moving and get stuff, get stuff prototyped as quickly as I'd be able to with a mod, but without the constraints that, you know, working with an existing engine puts on you mm. typically. So, so you spent less time wondering how to do it and more time doing it. Exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll have an idea for, you know, a survival mechanic and I'll type it up, you know, I'll code it up and it mm. compiles the first time uh, because I'm not having to do anything ridiculously complicated. Mm. And then I never have to think about it again. Uh, yeah. it's, it's done. Um, and I've never had that experience before. Well, the, you know, I, I think it, it's something that, you know, talking to kind of friends in, in games development and so on, um, you know, that they're, they're echoing much what you're saying in that it's that, um, you know, because, well, the the um, the classic one, I guess, is, I don't know if you ever played it, but a game called uh, Thomas Was Alone, um, which is um, an indie game by uh, a guy from the Midlands, uh, lives, lives uh, you know, kind of 20 miles away from here, a guy called Mike Bithell. And he was a graphic designer um, and worked at worked at a studio called Blitz Games. Um, and he he always wanted to kind of make a game, but but didn't have that kind of coding you know experience and so on. Mm-hmm. And then he just made this game just using squares and circles, and you know it's kind of really simplistic. But it, oh it, yeah, it, I have seen that one. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a really beautiful game, and it's a really kind of um, amazing, unique beautiful game made by somebody who clearly loves games um but you know i i get the feeling that much much like you he he had that thing of i can't make a game or, or i can but you know the time required and then all of a sudden this thing came along and just kind of went yeah make it we'll you know we'll do the work we'll handle the legwork you just tell us what you want and you know um and <clears throat> which is the way it should be i mean um uh every once in a while i'll still run across someone who who thinks of Unity uh, in sort of a disdainful way? Um, mm. They're they're getting rarer, um, but uh, you know, there's always that thing. It's in VFX too. It's in every industry where um, an expert will tell you that if you're not working, uh, if you're not programming on the bare metal or whatever, you're not mm. really, uh, you're not a serious programmer or you're not, you're not a serious game designer or whatever. Mm. Um, but my, my position has always been with every tool, probably because I have to you know, hop from tool to tool so often in, in mm. visual effects is that it needs to do the legwork for me. I, I need to be thinking about the creative side of things and nothing else or it's not doing its job. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think, you know, the, the thing is, is that it's funny because, um, you know, obviously in, in, in the film industry and in the games industry, that there's this kind of, there's been this thing of it has to be polished and it has to be finished and it has to be shiny and everything, you know, you know, like why, why does the water not look exactly like water? And right. like, and people spend like ten years going like, we've done it, we've made water, and you're like, great, your game's still crap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I think you know, to me, it's kind of like it's that Wallace and Gromit thing where it's kind of like these are just pieces of plasticine on wire, but they have mm-hmm. more soul and character, and kind of uh, they they emote more and evoke more than than you know so many of these kind of high-end cgi productions and i'm not knocking them because i i love what pixar do i love what uh, dreamworks do you know I'm, I'm a big fan but there's something that's lost because it's a concentration on technology and it's a concentration on polish as opposed to a concentration on storytelling and and emotion and and world building and um you know kind of putting a bit of yourself out there um, well and again it, it, the final product in in either in both cases they just get you to a different headspace um mm. like there's this sort of 
a strange um, scramble to the top that that people do again in every industry where there's there's some exemplary um, film or whatever release that that does something incredibly well it does graphics well or whatever mm. and it it raises the bar for a polished product and everyone mm. says okay guys um, you know whether they're an indie developer or another filmmaker in the studio system or whatever mm. uh, they say that's what we have to shoot for now and mm. that's the mentality I don't understand because they don't have to shoot for that that is a very specific uh, goal and it accomplishes a very specific uh, feeling or tone hmm. and there are a million other little there are a million other bars distributed that they could be uh, trying to rise to yeah. um, in the sort of design space they're all available they're all totally legitimate uh, Wallace and Gromit accomplishes uh, a very different very specific thing than hmm. a Pixar animated film and hmm. they're one is not better or worse uh, yeah, exactly unless you're trying to do one uh, solely because you think that's the way to do it, uh, then it becomes the lesser option. Yeah, and, so. and, and I think, you know, that, that's the thing is, <laughs> it, it, you know, like last year, um, you know, out of kind of all the games I played, um, Uncharted 3 kind of blew my mind, just in terms mm. of kind of a technical, you know, I... I there were moments during that game where I just I just sat and stared at the screen and just went I had no idea how they did that, no yeah. idea at all. Um, but then my game of the year by a long way was Journey. Um, yeah, and you know it was just that thing of people people would say well what's it about, and I go. I don't know, but I cried at the end of it. Um, like, <laughs> just like you know, there's there's not kind of many games that I kind of get to the end of and just go, I've been on such an emotional journey, and and but there has been no, there's been no dialogue. Nobody's told me, you know, you are the chosen one, and you must travel, and you know, there's just there's, there was none of it. It was completely stripped bare, and like you say, you know, it's kind of. I mean, I know Journey was very polished, but um, it was it was a completely different outlook it was a completely you know it was all about abstraction and and um kind of the distill the distillment of a concept um right. and you know neither neither like you say neither uh you know i'm not saying that one's better than the other but it's it, it is weird that you know these kind of um you know these kind of massive studios uh have this have this kind of idea of it has to be as polished as possible it has to be you know um it has to be this kind of blockbuster product and right. I mean, pretty... if they'd taken if they'd taken the the visuals in uh, Journey, um, and if they'd hired like a fifty man team and turned it into, uh, you know, uh, a quality on the level of the tech demos we just saw at E three, mm. something it would be it would look fantastic. And I have a s strong suspicion that the feeling would be completely lost. It would be a different thing entirely. Yeah, and and I think. That's the thing is, is to me, Journey, um, it, often when, when I kind of look back at, at, com at consoles gone um, and, and kind of the generation, the past generation of consoles, there's always one game that kind of sticks out mm. that I go, on any other console, that wouldn't have worked. So if you'd have, if you'd have done it on the previous generation, something, you know, it wouldn't have been able to do it. And if you did it on the next generation, like you say, it would have kind of been wasted. And for for me on the on the last generation of consoles, there was two games. There was Shenmue on the Dreamcast and um, and uh, Shadow of Colossus. Yeah. Um, 
and those are kind of those are those are the two games that stick out to me as you know this there is no way that these and it's funny because i just downloaded it because they've um on psn plus they've just made shadow of colossus hd free um and i was sitting playing it and it was all kind of sharpened up and everything and it just lost uh, i don't know what it, it lost its romanticism to me um and I, I i get a similar feeling that that's what would happen with journey like you say um and you know i think to you know to me you know when i when i look at your game it's it looks kind of beautiful but in a way that it's not it's not about kind of how many you know how how fur reacts like you know i was right. watching i was you know or you know um how you know, it, it's not about kind of the the collision models or you know this that it just it has it has a sense of identity that when you look at it you go that's frontiers and that's all well, that's uh, all it needs really and and that's out of necessity of course i mean uh um I'd, I'd like to think that uh i'd like to think if i was supreme leader of the world i'd be a good leader but you never really know i'd like to think <laughs> that uh, if i had all the resources to make something like skyrim i'd have the discipline to hold back and keep it simple like i'm doing but you never really know uh but uh for for better or worse what the world that i'm creating um the simplicity that's forced on me it it has it has enabled me to focus on mm. what exactly I need to convey the the idea and the feelings that I'm going for. I, I'm I'm constantly shocked by people saying um, how beautiful it is and saying, "Oh, you know, this this reminds me of Elder Scrolls games." Because if you look at screenshots side by side, mine is is uh, pitiful even by Oblivion standards. But <laughs> I wouldn't go th- I wouldn't go so far as pitiful. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, but but I've I've made a couple of choices that I think um, they tap into the right you know centers of people's brains without having to do all the hard work of uh, you know putting uh, incredibly detailed bark on every single tree or whatever mm-hmm. or having further reacts to things. Um, so 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 far it's working. So far it's people are responding to it right without having all that hard work uh, go into the graphics end. Yeah, and and I think it's funny, isn't it? Because the thing that kind of blows my mind is. Um, if you if you look back at this generation of console in kind of ten years time, uh, and 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 this kind of period in the in the PC gaming <clears throat> uh, spectrum, the 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 game that will stick out a hundred percent, and if it, it doesn't, I will I will remove my own legs surgically. Uh, in fact, no, <laughs> I won't do that just in case. Um, right. I'll 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 re-record this podcast and change things. Um, but um, that seems like a far less extreme solution. Um, but yeah, um, it will be Minecraft, a hundred percent. Minecraft yeah. will be the game, and it's funny because what I don't understand is Minecraft is this kind of perfect. Um, <clears throat> it's this kind of thing of they just abstracted and abstracted and abstracted until they just got this cube, and they were like, okay, so now we've got Lego, so now there's just infinite possibilities, and everybody responded to it. Absolutely, everybody went perfect. What a what an amazing idea for a game. And, and, then, and that's one of the... Well, actually, keep going. Uh, I'll save my thought till later. <laughs> that's fine. But, but, then, but then... And then at E3, I was like, nobody has te- learned the lesson. <laughs> Everybody, again, is going like, oh, and we've got, you know, we're pushing this many polygons and this many frames and this many... And, you know, like, 
this was a dog in last generation. This is a dog. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. Like, you know, there, there wasn't one person that I just went, okay, so that's, that's, you know, you've learned your lesson of kind of what a game is and what the principle of a game is and what everybody has responded to. Like, it was such a runaway success. Mm-hmm. And not just with gamers, I mean, with everybody. Yeah, yeah, and just just everybody just kind of seems to have forgotten that ever happened. It was really strange. <laughs> I was going to say, I I give I, I cut them a little bit of slack because um, Minecraft falls into this weird category for me of uh, of pieces of art that are sort of undesigned, like they're accidental. Um mm. And even the creators don't understand how it happened. Um, like uh, my favorite example of this, um, and I'll, I'll get flack for this. I always do. Uh, there's a movie Donnie Darko, yeah, um, which was uh, fantastic. It 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 really worked as a movie. Mm. Every other movie that this director has tried to make has failed miserably, not because he lost his touch, but because Donnie Darko was an accident. It was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Um, you listen to him talk about his own film and he doesn't understand it uh, mm. in the way that audiences do. And, um, and so, and you know, none of the actors even seem to talk or understand what, what they were doing at the time. Like in retrospect, I'm sure all of this is perfectly clear to them, but, mm. um, but M- Minecraft and reading about uh, uh, how it was developed and um, sort of reading about Notch's own befuddlement at his own success uh, mm. occasionally, makes me think it falls into the same category where it's just one of those things where if, if he'd woken up a little later on a certain day, who knows how different it might have been. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I, I've got to cut um, uh, people slack for not trying to follow in, the, in those footsteps because when, when you've got a lot of money behind a project, um, the easiest thing to do is, is to say more. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the hardest thing to do is to pick at something that nobody nobody really understands um, and try to understand it from the ground up. Yeah. Uh, so. And, then, yeah. and you know, it, it's not often I stand corrected, but I'll I'll accept it that time. And um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, and, score. And, and, yeah, yes. <laughs> A doomray first. Um, <laughs> no, and you know, I, I do think you know you are right in that it was this kind of it was this kind of happy accident almost, and. Um, and I think it's, you know, like like you say, you then I I I I was waiting for their next project. I was so excited. Oh, I and know. then they were like, "Oh, we're making a TCG." Oh, good, because nobody else is doing that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what I, I I get I get this really weird feeling that just occasionally, just kind of everybody just meets up in a room and goes, "You know what we haven't done in a while? A digital version of Magic: The Gathering." Oh wait, Magic the <laughs> Gathering did that every year for the last five years. <laughs> it's just, it's just weird. Just everybody's doing it, but you know, yeah. these things happen. Like, but it was World War Two games. Then it was, you know, uh, future sci-fi shooters. It always happens. But um, <clears throat> no, no, I guess. Yeah, again, it's just like Hollywood. You have your volcano <clears throat> period, and then you have your asteroid period, and mm. you know everyone's chasing each other's tails. <laughs> that was amazing. You went from asteroid to chasing each other's tails. Brilliant. It's, <laughs> it's not often you get an astrology joke, but you did it. Um, <laughs> I didn't even get it until you pointed pointed it out. So thank you. <laughs> um, um, 
In fact, not an astrology, astronomy. But anyway, um, yeah, and um, no, it's you know I do think you you do get those happy accidents, and there there are, you know, like like Blade Runners, another example where it was just a load of kind of really creative people that that were just like we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then thirty years later, they made a cut that worked. So you know, um, <laughs> better <laughs> late just, than never. Yeah, you just never know. Um, but but so, of course, the, the the flip side of that is um, if if people would take more of the indie mindset of, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if this would work. We'd probably end up with more happy accidents. We'd end up with a lot more failures too, mm. but more sort of alchemical weirdness like Minecraft might, you know, <laughs> pop out of the mix once in a while. It would be nice. Because um, yeah. it's true, the, the big stuff, it, it gets so um, hard to be excited about it. Uh when everyone is, is, is like the games I see these days, they almost don't register as games to me. Um, like watching a lot of the E3 stuff, it's so far beyond my capacity to understand how, how, how they made it and, and how it's crafted. And uh, I just, it almost feels like it was delivered as, as, a, as a whole by some alien uh, race. <laughs> you know, like here, here is this, Take the codex. this artifact. <laughs> You know, this, this simulator of worlds and go forth and enjoy yourself. And it's like, what am I looking at? This is insane. So. Yeah. And I think, I, I, you know, because it's like, I, I'm sure because it's kind of in the same, you know, kind of ballpark of, of what you're doing. Um, I the, th the game that wins kind of game of E3 for me, which completely undermines my entire argument and everything I've said, um, was, was The Witcher 3. Because I watched that and I was just like, it's an English word, but bollocks. I was just like, I was just like, this is this isn't a real game. Like, this is just this is just lies. This is just smoke and mirrors, and it's just complete lies. Like, there is no way a game can be that kind of dense and rich, and you know, like the the specularity through trees and just like I was just it was just obscene. It was just it was, <clears throat> you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of porn. That is my porn. Um, and it was just like it was just the weirdest thing. Like, and I was just watching it, just going, I just I cannot comprehend how they're doing this. I've, I've heard the same thing from a lot of people, and uh, in all honesty, I've I've deliberately avoided um, watching certain trailers because I can't afford to get depressed right now. Uh, <laughs> and that's one yeah, of them. Don't I've watch heard it. Many good things. Don't. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch that. I'll wait yeah. until after the campaign. <laughs> wait till you've released Frontiers and then cry. Um, that's right. probably, <laughs> but no, and you know, I, th I think <clears throat> that like, but you know, like we were saying, there's there's nothing that makes that makes either more viable or more profound or you know more right or less wrong, you know. So I, I think you know there are space for yeah. those. Um, yeah, if you want to get blown away, you know, play the E3 games. If if you want to relax and uh, understand, and if you if you don't want to feel like you're staring at an alien artifact, play Frontiers. <laughs> Either that, or. That is a tagline. That is yeah. your tagline right there. If you don't want to feel like you're playing something delivered by a sentient being, <laughs> play Frontiers. If not, here's a load of links. 